Glad to have you back. This portion of the program brought to you by uh, our good friends, the uh, the Social House, House, H-A-U-S, which is getting ready to open, by the way. Uh, their whole new um, garage door addition. I mean, it's fantastic, beautiful place that they're putting together right there on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. If you, it's kind of between Menominee Falls and Brookfield. It's right there on the edge. And if you go down Lisbon Road and you're kind of heading west, uh, it's, it's, it's right there. It's near Brookfield Road. And, man, they have done a, a, an incredible job on their renovation. And they're getting ready to open it. Their kitchen's now been uh, cleared, and it's opened. The new expansive kitchen, their f- big food menu's back. So a lot of good stuff going on at the Social House. H-A-U-S. Follow them on Facebook. they got a lot going on. Stop in and tell Dan Della, the owner, what a great job they've done on getting that place ready to open and getting it ready for the summer and the new patio and the new parking lot. Beautiful, beautiful renovation and beautiful addition. That's our friend at the Social House, H-A-U-S. Um, so let's do this. Uh, Steve, our buddy Steve writes, uh, unit man, that did the Dolphins get fleeced by the Chiefs? Not only in all the draft picks, but the salary is rather outrageous. I've had Tariq Hill in fantasy the last three years, and they are always two to three games away where he totally disappears. Like you said, the, the Dolphins are a steaming pant load as well. I don't know if you saw, but the Dolphins also signed Teron Armstead to a $75 million free agent contract as well. They have got to be in salary cap hell right now. I did see that, Steve. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, you are correct. Um, I don't know where the Dolphins are right now when it comes to their salary cap. I'd have to go take a look. I don't know what they had um, to begin with. It, it wasn't a ton. It, it was uh, the Dolphins, as it stands right now, look to have about $5 million uh, over the cap or under the cap in cap space. $6 million in cap space. I take that back. $6 million. They have a so lot of guys on rookie deals, right? Because they've yeah, crazy they do. draft picks. Yeah, they, uh, they've got about $6 million in cap space. So the Dolphins are starting to press right up against it. Starting to press right up against it. The Packers, uh, as of today, sit with about $20.4 million, but that's going to change because of the some of the signings. Rasul Douglas just was official. Uh, Jerron Reed just being made official. Those two have to be added to that. I've got to think that they're sitting... No, they're not against the cap, but you got to have about eight to ten million bucks available for your draft choices. So, with all the draft choices they have right now, um, they're they're going to need all of that money. So, I don't know if there's another deal to be made. To be quite honest with you, as far as the Green Bay Packers go. Uh, 877-867-1671, hit us up. And uh, Dustin says, do we blame DeAndre Hopkins? That extension for all the traded wide receivers uh, that are on great teams. He reset the market, and now uh, these great teams can't pay these guys. Um, Yeah, but here's what the deal is. And, And this eventually comes around. What happens is you start paying these guys, okay, and and crazy money. But what happens is eventually it becomes cyclical because, like, for a long time, the, the running back position was crazy money. Crazy money. And then the rules changed, and then we found out that, you know, 
most running backs don't live up to that contract because their longevity is such a fleeting moment in time when it comes to the free agent market and when it comes to long-term deals and uh, surviving more than four or five years total in the National Football League. So suddenly those deals went down. Wide receiver deals, I think, are going to be the same because, you know, quarterback deals are quarterback deals because the quarterback touches the ball out of, say, if you got 56 plays, 55 plays, 65 plays, uh, offensive plays, quarterback touches the ball every one of them for the most part unless you're running wildcat. Whereas a wide receiver, he maybe gets, if, if he's a really dominant wide receiver, maybe gets 10 to 15 targets a game on a good day. And the money you're giving these guys is crazy because what tips the scales more in terms of win? A wide receiver, defensive lineman, pass rusher, running back, tight end, corner, safety? Uh, is, is the wide receiver position that dominant a position? Now, the value via the... The charts are there, don't get me wrong, but I, I got to figure at some point this is going to settle. This is going to settle. And eventually these crazy numbers for some of these wide receivers uh, is going to, to level off at some point, I would assume. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, give us a shout. 877-867-1670. Um, Brett says, do I think that the, the Packers are going to extend Jair Alexander to save cap space? Yes, I do. Absolutely. You have to. Because you could probably gain anywhere from three to five million bucks. Just to, and I mean, if you really get crazy creative, you can actually gain more. But I don't know what that. I honestly don't know what the numbers are going to look like by the time it's all said and done. But to answer your question, yes, they are going to extend Jay Alexander, get him to some kind of a longer term deal, and give them give themselves a little bit of more a little more breathing space cap-wise this season. I, I'm i quite frankly, I'm a little surprised. Maybe he wasn't the top priority, but I'm a little surprised he hasn't gotten more, uh, that they haven't gotten that deal done. Put it that way. I'm a little surprised at that. Um, Dustin says, who would I pay the most money to, a cornerback or a wide receiver? Um, Probably a wide receiver. And the reason why, when you think about it, is if you're going to pay a quarterback all that money, you want to put the weapons around him. That's first. Secondly, the rules have changed so much that there really isn't, uh, you can't use the term lockdown corner anymore. You don't have Rebus Island anymore. You don't have Charles Woodson in his heyday anymore. You don't have those guys because the rules have changed so much in favor of the offense. As far as hand checking, contact downfield. So the guy that has the ability to be more impactful is probably your wide receiver. Therefore, his money would be more. His value would be more. So that's kind of the way I would look at that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit 
Hit us up. 877-867-1670. That's, that's just the way I would look at it. Um, as Mark, Mark says, uh, I would probably go pay Jair the same as I'm paying a wide receiver because he, see, yeah, see, uh, going back to that term, lockdown corner just isn't there. You don't have that. You just, that isn't a thing anymore, if that makes sense. Um, let's see here. Besides quarterback, who should the most money go to, Dustin says? Um... Boy, I guess you would probably say wide out, and only for the reasons I just gave you. Um, the market just hasn't bared the left tackle position, even though it's grown, and it really is on your offensive line, probably your most important position. But it hasn't bared the amount of money that that specialty positions have, have garnered. Um, I, I would probably go to say that it would be a, maybe an edge rusher. Yeah, Dustin, you're probably right. Maybe a guy that's a legit pass rusher if you've got one. But again, you can throw 15 times to a wideout that's, that's of higher quality, Right. And your edge rushers, usually, unless he has a just a ball out day, maybe, maybe three sacks. I mean, let's let's just talk average here. Maybe two, two, three sacks on good days, with pressuring the quarterback a couple more times. You probably would. You know, I mean, it, it was running back for a while, and now it's now it's your wideouts. I would probably say if you had to put your money. Into specialty players, quarterback one, wide receiver two, uh, corner three, edge rusher four, running back five. Your tight end, if he's a pass catching, if you got a Kittle or something like that, or a Gronk, you know, six, maybe even putting him up there near a wide receiver if you use him in that manner. And then you get into your offensive and defensive lines. and But if you got a really quality middle lockdown linebacker who can cover, who can rush, who can tackle and stuff the run, that might be as valuable as an edge rusher. Good linebacker. That might be as valuable as an edge rusher. That's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, I know I kind of went against myself there, but that's that's a really great question. Uh, Pallet Man says over on Twitter, the Chiefs are now in the market for a wide receiver. Does that make MVS more valuable? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he hasn't gotten a lot of huge offers on the open market, let's be honest. I mean, he didn't get he didn't get zapped up the way everybody thought he would. 
because he, you know, people see him the same way we see him. He's good, but he's had a propensity to drop the ball. Up uh, the minute you say that. Packers uh, for agent wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling on his way to Kansas City today for a visit. No deal is imminent, but logical option is help to fill the void there. Trading speed for speed from Tom Pelissaro. Saw that right when we got on air this morning, like 10-10. Yeah. So it does it make him more valuable? Eh, maybe a little bit, but I don't think, again, he has not, nobody's beaten down the door for MVS. He's got speed, but he has not proven to be a consistently reliable pass catcher. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we've seen him. To the eyeball test, I would say he's a second, third at best. He's not a number one. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. You got something to say? Say it. If you're heading downtown, uh, maybe you're going to the Bucks game tomorrow night. Head over to MKE Brewing. Tremendous place. If you want to go in and taste some craft brews, they're down there doing it. Ninth Street, right next to the Old Paps Brewery, right between the Old Paps Brewery and the Pfizer Forum, for that matter. And during the summertime, especially when you get into the playoffs, they're going to open up that upstairs patio outdoor on the roof, and that overlooks the Pfizer Forum and the city of Milwaukee. Beautiful view there. And they do events there all the time. So check out our friends at MKE Brewing, MKE Brewing. And uh, just stop in, tell them we said hi. And Dave Hawk, who's the uh, CEO down there, great guy. They do a lot of neat events down there. A really cool place, too. And maybe take a brewery tour. Maybe take a brewery tour as well. They do a lot of that as well. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How we look at Bill Michael Show back on the air. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. By the way, hi to Papa D listening to us in Newsburg. Long time, long time. I mean, Papa D's been calling my show and chiming in since God back in the day when I was with the Packers Radio Network. Holy mackerel. Going back to 1999. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, listening on uh, our, our friends from uh, WOKY on AM 920. AM 920 in Milwaukee. Which, by the way, they have us on an hour delay, so he won't hear this mentioned and shout out for another hour. But it's uh, that's okay. That's okay. Speaking of 920, um, we are going to be doing, in conjunction with our local affiliate in Milwaukee, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, our friends at CIBM Bank, and uh, also Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Uh, we're going to be at Albanese's Roadhouse coming up this Friday, 5 to 7. Hopefully you can be there. Myself and Gina Della from Pella, we're going to be there raising money, uh, donating all of our tips. We're going to get behind the bar, roll up sleeves, serve some beverages. That's what I'm looking forward to. I might work on the one for you, one for me method if Joey over at Albanese's lets me, but I may not be able to do any of the live stream later on that afternoon. Just saying. But we're going to raise a lot of money for our friends at Special Spaces. And a Special Spaces is an event where they basically put together 
these really beautiful bedrooms um, and theme bedrooms for kids with cancer. So hopefully you can come out and join us. Again, CIBM Bank is going to match donations up to 500 bucks. And Joey Albanese from Albanese's Roadhouse is going to match up to 500 bucks. So we're starting the day. If As long as you do your part, we're already starting the day with a couple of grand in our pocket. How about that? How about that? Fantastic stuff. We'll tell you more about it coming up here in just a little bit. So, um, AutoCat, you bring up a great point. And I want to kind of piggyback what you have to say over on the Bud Light live stream with what I just was reading via Pro Football Focus. He says the Packers need a couple of wide receivers, an edge rusher, and a kick returner. A kick returner, something we have not talked about. So Pro Football Focus was putting together the most improved and the most unimproved needed areas for many of these teams. The most improved team right now, Cincinnati. They needed an offensive line. They got Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, uh, Ted Karras. The only person they got rid of was their center, Trey Hopkins, who was not that good to begin with. So now Ted Karras can take over that position. And they've added three good quality pieces up front. Bringing Collins to pair with Kappa and Karras, Cincinnati, the most improved offensive line in the league. They ranked 30th last year. They should be a lot better this year. Miami, they got Teron Armstead. We heard about that signing today. And then they traded for Tariq Hill. So he's going there. Uh, guard Connor Williams is coming into the uh, the offensive line down in Miami. Maybe Tua gets a little more time to throw. Maybe they upgrade themselves a little bit. But that that deal has gotten better. The Jets secondary has gotten better. The Buffalo Bills defensive line, they lose the defensive lineman Harrison Phillips, but in, they picked up Von Miller as an edge rusher, Tim Settle, and Daquan Jones. Both have come into the area. So they've upgraded quite a bit, quite a bit. Now, the most unimproved, the most unimproved, the number one most unimproved unit that needed to be overhauled the Indianapolis Colts at cornerback. They lost uh, Rock Yassin and Xavier Rhodes. They brought in Brandon uh, uh, Fisison. I can't even pronounce his last name. I can't remember how to pronounce it. Don't care. They're not good. Put it that way. The second most unimproved unit that needed the most, the Green Bay Packers receiving. Receiving unit. They've lost Devontae. They've lost Equinemia St. Brown. Most likely going to lose MVS. They still have Lazard, Cobb, and Rogers. Jawan Winfrey, Malik Taylor. That group combined for a rating of 0.21 in Pro Football Focus's war. Nearly a quarter of Adams' individual war total. Of that group, Cobb's the only player to have any kind of a a single season receiving grade above 70, but there, there's no denying he's far away from his prime. Um, 70, by the way, is an average grade. Adams, on the other hand, the highest grade of wide receiver in 2020 and 2021. You still have Aaron Rodgers, but the highest graded wide receiver is um, Randall Cobb, and that goes back some years when he graded out at 70. But 70 is average. 
Everybody else is graded below that. Think about that. So receiving and returning are the two areas that the Packers really have not done well in addressing. Didn't happen. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels, you can hit me up there as well. But that's that's just some reality. Now, the other thing to remember is while some people are panicking, they haven't done anything, there's still going to be June 1st cutdowns. June 1st is when you see some of these veterans and these bonuses that are going to be distributed that they can't cut them until after June 1st. So when June 1st rolls around, training camp rolls around, some of these guys are going to get cut. You would assume that the Packers are going to swoop in and pick up a couple of people at some point. But right now you're battling Jerron Reed, Rasul Douglas, and $20 million over the cap, or under the cap, I should say. But you still need money to bring in your, your rookies, anywhere from 8 to $10 bucks. So what you just paid to Reed and Douglas, albeit minimal, you still don't have a giant chunk of change sitting there to be able to go out and get somebody, which now becomes more paramount that you re-sign or sign to an extension, Jair Alexander, to give yourself some cap space off of that $13.2 million contract that he's going to get right now. You could probably cut that back three to five million bucks at least and give yourself a little breathing room. But that's probably the next piece to fall. Uh, Adam says, uh, is MVS just going to Kansas City to get the Packers to increase their offer to him? I'm sure we probably had a mediocre offer on the table. Yeah. You're probably 100% correct. But I'm not putting a big giant offer on the table for MVS. Why? Nobody else is paying a man. Why would I? Why would I go out of my way to, to make the deal that much sweeter? I mean, at this point in time, this is this is business, man. This is money. Every dollar counts. Right? 877-867-1670. Find us. Um, let's do this. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to John. John, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? John, how you doing? Good. How's Bill this afternoon? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Um, well, we were just talking about uh, positions that, you know, basically we need to get upgraded as far as receiver core and returners. And uh, looking at this upcoming draft where we got our picks, a um, couple of names that do pop out to me. Uh, I would love to get Chris Alave from Ohio State. Um, mm-hmm. I know that we haven't drafted a wide receiver first overall, or a first round, that is, uh, since Javon Walker back in the day. But the way that the Packers have done this offseason, we franchise tag Devontae Adams. We haven't franchised a player in a decade. And then we turned around and traded him. When's mm-hmm. the last time we ever traded a player for draft picks? I I don't know if in my lifetime if that has happened. 
Um, well, don't forget, though, they tried to sign him, and they offered him more, and he didn't want to stay. So they had to trade him. And to take a guy that was going to be a free agent and get a one and a two for him, that's not a bad way to go. Actually, they did the best they could. Right. And, you know, I, I applaud them for it. They, they got something instead of nothing. You know, and normally that's not the Packers' way. You know, that has not been predictable. Um, so I kind of feel like this is the year that we might just draft a wide receiver in the first round. Um, now when it comes to a returner, um, I'm going to throw a name out there. Have you take a look at him, see what you think. Marcus Jones, he's a cornerback from Houston and he was a returner at the university of Houston and he was also a gunner and that's where he makes his hay is on special teams. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder, I, I have faith in Rich Passaccio coming from Las Vegas. I feel like if he were to tell Matt LaFleur, I want that guy, I don't think a third-round pick would be too high to spend on special teams. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I don't think, well, I appreciate the phone call. I don't think that special teams necessarily is the top priority, although – you hope to get better just because you got different philosophy and you got different, you know, personnel, so to speak, that you're going to be utilizing. Um, but no, I look, I you need a returner. You got to have some consistency back there. There's, look, I, I like Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama, but you, you got the torn ACL. You need somebody to come in and start now. So when you look, when you mentioned Chris Olave, look, I like Chris Olave. Um, uh, the wide receiver out of uh, Ohio State. Uh, you know, I like his counterpart, as a matter of fact. You know, when you talk about Garrett Wilson, another wide receiver out of Ohio State that's picked to go in the top 10. You know, now Olave, I don't think he's going to go to the top 10, but he's he's going to be right around there. Uh, what hurt, obviously, uh, Jameson Williams, I mean, he might have been the top guy had he not torn the ACL by the time it was all said and done. You got, uh, what is it, Jahan Dotson, the other one, coming out of Penn State. He's another wide receiver that a lot of people are talking about that could go uh, first round. Traylon Burks, uh, the wide receiver out of Arkansas. Uh, another one that could go, that could end up coming to the Green Bay Packers. If you can get a couple of guys that would uh, be hands guys that could come to you, um, then that'd be fantastic. It'd be huge because then you got a guy that can not only, um, you know, ca- hopefully catch passes, but also if he can go back and return kicks and punts, heck yeah, heck yeah. And Drake London, look, I, I know in, in Peter Bukowski was even talking about this. Drake London, the wide receiver out of UC, saw, but, but he's top five. Unless you trade your draft choices to go up and get him, you're not, he's not falling. He's not, he's not, I mean, he could get picked up at any point in time. If he becomes the shiny object to say Detroit, now Detroit needs picks, but if if they don't go with Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, then why not add additional pieces and try to get more weaponry offensively to move the ball downfield? Because they didn't do it. They weren't that good at it. Their 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 defense is a shambles though. Their secondary is so bad. So bad. And they desperately need secondary. So Kyle Hamilton most likely is going to be their choice. Uh but but you could see him going to Houston. You know, Deshaun Watson gone. 
and you're going to move forward with Davis Mills, maybe you give him some adding adding some talent around it, but you also need a tackle. But uh, the Jets could probably pick up him. Um, hell, the Giants would take him, but the Giants need offensive help too. They're probably going to get Evan Neal. I've heard of Evan Neal associated with him a lot coming out of Alabama. I'm just starting to get into all my draft stuff. Uh, so that's maybe where you would find him. But uh, this whole thing about being so deep with wide receivers in the draft, and while it is a name, this level of quality, I, I don't I don't necessarily buy into that. There's like four or five guys I like, and after that, I see a lot of guys that are all the same. They're all the same. Um, but when you you look at what the Packers have done, think about this. Packers let go of Equinemius St. Brown, MBS, Devontae Adams, signed Aaron Rodgers. They changed punters, basically. Um, you, you bring back Devondre Campbell, which I am completely elated and somewhat shocked they were able to get him back because I thought for sure he was going to get a mass amount of money on the open market. Rasul Douglas, they brought him back. Your defense is pretty solid. You let go of Zedaria Smith. Things have changed pretty dramatically. But you still have, you re-signed Preston Smith. You brought in Jerron Reed, another piece to your defense. Your, your defense might be as fortified as it's been in a long, long, long time. You just need, you just need wideouts. The Packers have done well. I just don't know if you can just throw two rookie wideouts with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and Amari Rodgers and say, go get them, guys. I just don't know if you can do that. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.